0: The following content is brought to you by Mind Initiative Incorporated. The opinions expressed in the following conversation are of the hosts and do not in any way represent the opinions of Mind Initiative as a whole. Some themes in this series may be distressing or triggering for some listeners and so viewer discretion is advised. If any of the content does trigger uncomfortable feelings or cause distress, we encourage you to reach out to us via our Facebook page or seek further support from beyondblue.org or contact Lifeline on 13 11 14 for 24 seven over the phone support. We would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which we all stand and we extend our respect to the elders, both past and present. Hello everyone. My name is William Fletcher. And I'm Jason. And welcome to the Mind to Mind podcast, a show where we talk about a wide topic, variety of mental health topics and how to stay on top of your mental health. So today we are going to be talking about something a bit different today. It's more about on the topic of our modern world of instant gratification and the the idea of chasing for instant success and rewards And how to find long-term fulfilment in this type of world that we live in. So what do you think about this topic, Jason?
1: I think it's an important topic. I think there's a whole generation coming through right now where uh, everything that they, they need to know is kind of right at their fingertips. Except if they're a researcher or something like that. But... Can that generation actually apply themselves to do uh, things that are complex or things that require time to give a reward, such as running a marathon or something like that?
0: Yeah, I, I think um my experience with this mostly is focused around social media websites like Facebook and Instagram where you post things and instantly get likes and positive comments I mean YouTube sort of works in that same way as well though it's still not as instant focused as let's say something like TikTok or as I said previously Instagram I do think that these are these platforms are definitely starting to change the way that we think in terms of Achieving success, at least online. I mean, I know this isn't you know the, these these websites are definitely not the answer because, like, of course, like things that are much more important in your life are things like school or like a university degree or finding employment, finding a job, and these things aren't instant. They take time to work towards, and as you know, uni degrees can go on for several years. And it takes over a decade for you to finish school. But like those rewards and those achievements are very well deserved because you spend a lot of time working towards these things.
1: You mentioned Instagram and Facebook, and I think they're actually a really good, a good example of the parallels of what they are. Like they're instant. You can look at them and watch a video instantly and everything else. But if you want to be a YouTuber, and you're searching for likes or on Instagram, you're searching for the attention of people hearting your picture or something like that. It requires you to build a profile. Um, And you can't just instantly do that overnight. Usually it takes an an amount of time. And I can see that that can be really disheartening when you're following someone they've got lots of likes and everything else and you go, hey, I can do that. And then you attempt to do it and you don't get the same level of success. And then you're like, well, what's different about me? What's wrong with me? And all that kind of stuff. And it's it's got actually really nothing to do with you. It's more that that person was there at the right time, uh, right yeah. place, right time. Um, and they were able to capitalise maybe in a gap in the market, whereas you're coming along and and doing the same sort of thing and you have to time it right or you have to have the right kind of people around you and the right kind of marketing to be able to
0: break through all the noise Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely I can certainly relate to that because out of all the websites that I use I definitely use YouTube the most and I've definitely watched the most of it out of any other website and I always like had that 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 goal to make a youtube channel and i did start uploading on a youtube channel a couple of years back but like i i only have like 100 subscribers and like and it doesn't bother me i mean like i still find fulfillment of making videos on my own terms but like when it comes to the topic of youtube most people on youtube find their success through sheer luck and good timing as well as finding what type of content their audience wants. While for me, I kind of just upload reviews on anything that I want and sometimes upload a video vlog. I I now have more videos and have subscribers now, but it's never really, you know, bothered me. But I do sometimes think maybe I started uploading on YouTube too late because I've heard people say that the golden age of YouTube is over, or at least there's, YouTube is in a different chapter now than what it was even a few years back. But, yeah, it's something that I do think about. How
1: do you detach yourself from the need to get views and likes and subscribers and stuff like that? Like, if you're not looking for that kind of stuff, why are you uploading videos?
0: I mean, I guess I, I'll i just have to distance myself from the site. I mean, like, I'm now only uploading you know, things that, that keep me busy, like vlogs, but like every now and then I will get a positive comment saying, you know, I I like what you do, keep it up. And that does sometimes make, give me the motivation to keep doing what I'm doing. But I, I do think that if I really wanted to, I could stop altogether and just not make any more YouTube videos because it can get very exhausting if you do it for a while, because, it's not a quick thing, recording and editing a video. It does take time and, and, and some skill to to put one together.
1: That it does. It does take some skill. And it sounds yeah. like from what you're saying there, it can take like a good two to three hours or something like that to put a video together and upload it onto YouTube and stuff. And mm-hmm. then 100 people watch that video. How do you feel about that kind of um, effort versus the amount of people that actually put attention into it.
0: It doesn't really bother me that much. I I kind of feel the the fulfillment that I've just finished it and put it up there, but it would be nice to think if there's something that I'm missing, that's not getting me those, those extra viewers or subscribers, but you know, it's just the way it is, I guess I, I don't lose sleep over it. So, you know, yeah. Because yeah. I
1: take it you've got more interest in your relationship with your family and friends and everything else. Oh yeah, yeah, your yeah. Your gratification's yeah. not coming from YouTube likes.
0: Yeah, and and the thing is, I watched you started watching YouTube in two thousand six years and years ago, and it only took me until about twenty nineteen to actually finally make the next step to actually make a YouTube video on my own. Because a lot of popular YouTubers say that like kids growing up people that are younger than them they say oh they want to be like them they want to be a youtuber and they say to them you know it's it's really not that prestigious you know we're just people like you and sure that the, the viewer base is nice but it's it really isn't be all and end all of their lives it's just a bit of success that they found and really that's it so the popularity can be overrated in a way So you're not really supposed to think about it that much.
1: And what do you think the mental health traps are for that kind of YouTube, Instagram, kind of putting yourself out there?
0: I guess the biggest trap is that you feel driven to make videos even when you don't want to. And I sometimes have some fears about becoming that obsessed with my channel because that's not good if you're just you know exhausting yourself making video after video and you're not enjoying it you know so I- I've never let myself lean into that I mean um I actually um very recently my HDMI cable for my computer broke so I actually cannot use it until tomorrow when I'll get a new one so it's kind of given me you know a break away from my computer And just give me time to just focus on my family and just read, because it it has a pull, that's for sure. But it's never that strong that you can you can't break away from it.
1: What would you say to someone that can't break away from it though?
0: You just got to realize it's just your YouTube channel. It doesn't define who you are. It is just another thing that you do. Don't let it consume you. If if you feel like that, just give it a break walk away from it and do something else that's a lot, that's going to be a lot kinder and more relaxing on your mental health because becoming an internet star has its pros and its cons and it's not the answer. It's just something you do as a hobby and that should be it.
1: So what you were saying then about relationships and your HDMI cable and everything else? Yeah. The, the big one that I see for people is their mobile phone. Do you have any friends that you notice that you're talking to them and they'll pick up their mobile phone and start looking at it right in the middle of a conversation? They call kind of, what do they call it? Fubbing, where they're they're listening but their attention's not on you. The attention's yep. on what they can scroll through on their phone. Do you ever yep. find that?
0: My brother does that a lot, actually. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not as much as he used to, but, like, he would often um, use Snapchat and he would, like, record himself, like, just speaking. It looked like he was talking to himself. He he was, like, replying to something on Snapchat and he would record a quick video of him, like, saying a few sentences or making, like, an emotional reaction and just instantly setting it off. I never really got into Snapchat, so I was quite confused of what he was doing. But it's basically the mini YouTube. You just record yourself and off it goes.
1: So when he's doing that and he's talking yeah. to you and he's looking through his phone and everything else, that's his brain brain's way of going, I need a reward right now and talking to you is not a reward. I need to flick yeah. through my phone and find something that gives me gratification. Yeah. Um, how do it you feels you more- Do you think about it in that kind of way when you watch people do that?
0: Yeah, it can seem quite silly, you know. They want instant recognition, whether from their friends or from strangers that they don't know. And, and there is an appeal to have your videos watched by people that you do not know because the majority of my YouTube comments are from YouTubers of my friends, like people that I know. There is some sort of excitement when some, when a total stranger sees and comments on your work. Because you feel like you're being recognized outside of your social circle, outside of your family, you feel like you're being seen by the world, though if it's if, if, if it's only a very tiny slice of it.
1: We had two questions there based on what you just said. Yeah. So one, do you yeah. reckon that your brother recognized that he was looking for a reward or he was just doing it automatically? and two, um, you talked about that reward from someone outside of your social circle. What do you think strangers commenting on our things is
0: something that we're looking for? I don't know, actually. I think it just it, it makes you feel like that you have, you know, you you have a reach on a further reach with like your voice that people that you don't know are relating to what you are saying. And, and that can have a positive effect on you, thinking that you oh, you actually have something to say and you're actually helping or compelling people out there that you do not know. And that can give you some sense of satisfaction that you don't get the same way on people that you are close to. At least I, I've experienced that before.
1: And it's kind of interesting, isn't it? Like, as you said, picking up your phone and checking your likes and all that kind of stuff it's it's showing signs of an addiction really isn't it it's like a drug your brain is kind of pushing you towards it and when you don't when you don't look at your phone or when you hear it notify you but you can't get to your phone because you're doing something else that you know is more important you start to get like really anxious and you can get almost angry and upset because you can't check out what what that message was. It becomes self important to you. Do you ever find that with people
0: around you? I, It's never really gotten that point with people around me and I don't think I've ever gotten to the point of being mad about not getting something online, but I have had experiences in the past... That have sort of pointed to something like that but i have had a tendency in the past to be quite hooked on certain things that are posted online that is not getting any responses thinking that someone somewhere will respond but you have to realize that that post is never going to be seen or reacted to so you just have to let it go and move on and try and forget about it
1: what do you think that affects us
0: i don't know apparently it's called at least i call it being ghosted online it's when you're trying to you you want you want someone to reply to you but it's just not going to happen but yet a part of you wants to see that response but you just realize that it's never Going to come.
1: It kind of sounds like like when you go through that, like you're looking at your phone and everything else. It 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 feels like you're trying to create a connection with people out there. You want to feel connected. And when you get no responses, you kind of feel lonely, like no one understands what you're saying, or kind of like you're you're standing in an empty room and you're talking, expecting people to listen, but there's no like, one like shouting, there yeah. and you suddenly shouting get this at yeah. yeah you get this feeling that you're all alone when you don't get a reply you
0: reckon that's what it feels like yeah it, it's like it's shouting at the void basically and you realise that the void isn't gonna talk back to you so you just gotta leave that place and focus on something else yeah or just take a break from the internet in general Because you can't control how people behave online, even if you try. People will be people. So you can only control how you react to things online. So if something is bothering you on the internet, you just got to walk away from the screen and just, you know, go outside, focus on family.
1: You can see how people would start to get upset though. Like they keep shouting into that void and they hear no reply. And then they do it again, shout into the void and hear no reply. And then suddenly it kind of builds up that, no one's really listening to them and they feel really alone and they start feeling down like that. no one understands them
0: in the world. Yeah. I don't feel like you should feel that way behind a computer screen. I mean, that's not what the computer was made for. If you're feeling like that, you should take a break for a minute and speak to some friends because, like, at the end of the day, you're not exactly talking to a real person. You're looking at your computer screen. That and your computer is connected to the internet, but you're not really actually talking to someone in the flesh. You know, it's just.
1: Hmm. And, and I guess from saying that, to feel connected to someone, do you think that's something that you can instantly
0: feel? Do you think that's something you got to build over time with people? Well, yeah, it's, it's something. Well, you can instantly make a connection with someone, but that connection will that report will build over time the more times you see them and the more experiences that you have with them. Of course, when you meet a person for the first time, you're going to know very little about them. But it always opens the door to learn more about them, you know. And, and, and the more chances you take and the more questions you ask and the more things you share, that acquaintanceship will become a pretty good friendship over time.
1: What do you think we should touch on next?
0: I think we should maybe talk more about finding rewards in the real world, well, compared to the world online because they are both very different from one another and behave in very different ways. I mean, like, in order to be rewarded in the real world, you actually have to put out some some decent work and do something that someone is going to support you with.
1: Well, what do you think is a reward in the real world? Like we're talking about mental health here. So what's something that's actually going to reward your mental health, make you feel better, make you feel more resilient? I
0: would say acceptance from people that you know, people who accept what you're doing, what you believe in, how you see the world, and let's see... I would just say, yeah.
1: Being present in the moment is a big one. Yeah, exactly. Actually, Like sitting there and saying, I am enjoying this moment. This moment is actually fantastic. I've got beautiful people around me. I'm working with someone that I have a great amount of respect and gratitude with rather than focusing on the next task, focusing on the task that you have now and what's actually good about it and even what you bring to the task. So I know that I'm a diligent worker, I bring attention to detail to this task. And I know that people really appreciate the effort that I'm putting in to make sure that this task is of a high quality. If you don't actually say those kind of things to yourself and recognize what's going on at that point in time, then you can just pass through task to task to task to task and actually not get the reward out of doing the work
0: Mm. yeah and I mean there's always when you think of real world rewards you're always going to think of you know money and being paid for your work but that's just one type of reward I mean like that's going to support you financially and that will definitely have a good effect on your mental health knowing that you are financially stable but I guess the real rewards are just the uh a more emotional, you know, just uh, knowing that people care for you and are there for you and they support your ideas and your viewpoints.
1: How do you feel about exercise? Yeah. Is exercise something that you should be doing for your mental health? Is that rewarding for your brain?
0: Oh, oh, yes, absolutely. I mean, exercise releases endorphins in your brain and it can make give you a sense of clarity after you finish. You feel Accomplish and your and your mind feels more fresh and more awake and more clear. You've always heard the term of blow the cobwebs out of your brain. That's what a good run does for your brain. It it sparks your brain and makes it more active. But of course, you don't want to over exercise because over exercising also has bad effects. Make you feel exhausted. Can make you feel sick. You know. So so I think the secret here is do. Do what makes you feel healthy, but don't do it so much that you don't know when to stop.
1: Yeah, and there's the point of chasing rewards for addiction, chasing rewards mm-hmm. for the idea of chasing rewards, and then there's the the healthy side of it of exercising, acknowledging your relationships with people, um, having some downtime. But doing it in moderation, so that way, mm-hmm. um, it is a reward, but it's not something that you're chasing because you're addicted to it, and you, you're yeah. it's out of control. Like you're feeling fidgety because you're not doing it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think when it comes to using websites with profiles on it and uploading things, you can certainly fall into a into a, an addiction of uploading content where you just upload and upload and upload and you just don't know when to stop. And I think more people should know when to stop. But of course, stopping doesn't mean you stop permanently. You you could walk away from a YouTube channel for a couple of months and upload one video every three months. And I don't see anything wrong with that. There are very few YouTubers out there that are popular that have quit Very few YouTubers have, they've completely walked away. They will occasionally upload something every now and then.
1: How do you think you would act (laughs) if someone came along and said to you, hey, I think you're addicted to uploading stuff to YouTube. Are you
0: okay? How do you think you would act with that? I would say, I think I, I would probably listen to them and probably stop, but... It's really a question of whether how long it would take for me to get back into it, whether it be a few months, or whether I would have to say to myself, this is the end. I'm not doing anymore ever. And that can be hard.
1: And how if you if one of your friends were doing it and you had to say it to them, how do you think you'd do it? I would
0: say just take a break for a few months. And if you feel the same way you feel a few months down down the line then maybe you should just quit altogether and just focus on on another hobby that probably something not to do with the internet. Yeah.
1: What do you reckon you might notice about them if your friend was doing it or what do you reckon their
0: symptoms might be? They might get frustrated. They might want to keep on using that website. But if you offered them alternatives, they would probably gravitate towards those and the more they would gravitate towards those, the less they would think about their YouTube profile, and they would probably just cease to care about it anymore and leave it or delete it. Some people delete their YouTube channels, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's the end of part one of this episode. We will talk about this topic more in depth next week. And as always, thank you so much for listening. And I hope this podcast has helped put your mind in a better place. And as always, if anything that we have said has um, unearthed or or caused any uncomfortable feelings, you feel distressed in any way, just remember you can call Lifeline on 13, 11, 14. They're only one call away for over-the-phone free confidential, confidential support. But anyway, hope you've had a good time listening to us and take good care. We'll see you next time.